This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs. We cover many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Featuring podcasts such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Buffalonian Podcast. The Buffalo Bills face off against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll recap our picks from the past couple of weeks, take a look at some preseason predictions and see how they're doing, along with picking some more games for this weekend. This is the Buffalonian Podcast, betting on the Bills. All right, let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian Podcasts, betting on the Bills week five. Five? Yeah, we've just been we've been AWOL for a little bit here. You know, appendicitis, schedule conflicts. You know, the whole nine. If you listen to the Buffalonian Podcast, you already know we 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 already went over that whole spiel. So we're gonna get right into it, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this game here. The Bills play the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend. A matchup that was the home opener last year that we all went to with a washed like? up. Old quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, who now is gone, thank God, because he, he shouldn't have been playing anymore. I mean, that's why well, they I, lost. I don't know if you say thank God. I mean, Big Ben was pretty bad last year. That's what I'm saying. He's pretty washed. Yeah, I mean, we, as a Bills fan, I would want to face Big Ben right now. We, well, we're, beat us. we're facing a rookie Kenny Pickett in we're his first career start. We're 14-point favorites, as we'll get to in a minute here. But overall, like... Last time we played the Steelers, I, I know Dom and I were there. Like, what 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 went through your like? Come on, give us a testament here to like what you were thinking when we were ahead and then losing. Like, it was there's some bad blood here. It was pretty depressing. So, yeah, it's a little well, depressing. Mike, yeah. what did you think watching it at home? Um, yeah, probably the same. I mean, it was. It, I guess it might have been a little different being in person after seeing the block pump be returned that and being harassed of, by Steelers fans that, walking out. That was kind of a a tough moment, I'd say. You know, you had so much high expectation going into that Again, year. It's Matt Hawk's ability to get the punt I, off I, fast. I, I just remember I was at work, so I missed the first half, and I was like, "Oh, gotta get, get out of here, get home, watch the Bills game," and then I just watched that. So, well, the Steelers D line took a sledgehammer to the Bills O line, so. which I don't think will be happening this time around because T.J. Watt is ruled out. So, you yeah, know, it's, it's good that you know they don't have to face one of the better players in the NFL but but let's let's get into this a little bit. The Bills have been a heavily injured team this season and mm-hmm. do you think that's a huge effect on this game or is like I know we talked about it again on the most recent episode of the Buffalonian but is this a good test for depth here against a more rookie team you could say. Yeah, but I mean like I guess just you know you can't overestimate any uh, or underestimate any mm-hmm. opponent. So I think to an extent, this week should be more you let your backups play and let your starters get rest because the week after is Casey. Yeah. And, and I think that's We know we got to be ready game. for that because look at what they did to the Buccaneers. They absolutely dismantled them last week. I, I, I think the Bills are looking to go 1-0 this week. I think so. I don't think they're looking ahead. No. <laughs> no. As Josh Allen said, 1-0 every weekend. He on the Bible. He didn't know that they were playing the Chiefs, which I don't. I don't fully believe that. He didn't know they were playing the Chiefs? Yeah, he said, hand on his Bible, that he didn't know that they were playing the Chiefs. After oh, that's fraudulent. 100% well, just, he's been prepping for that, that game. Is, but I think to your point about the injuries, it's a testament to the depth of the team. And I think it's important that they're getting these you know, these young guys in certain positions are getting these reps. Um, 
I mean, I know that I know this was a defensive defensive back when you're supposedly and you know at the end of the year going to get healthier in that aspect. Yeah. No, I'm I'm hoping we have a somewhat more complete roster for KC, but definitely against this week, I would suggest you know test Shakir out. Test those guys, you know. Well, like, he's. I don't think they. I don't think they had the the choice, the, the yeah. luxury of not testing yeah. him out. I think. Yeah. But honestly, all things aside, I'm I'm pretty excited to see how they come in and perform in a you know full game setting, not just Shakir coming in a little bit last game. Well, we know those those reps are going to be important down the stretch when they get more into like their depth role. But if you know another player goes down later in the year, you know they had those reps in the beginning of the year to be ready for that kind of moment right. to shine. Yeah. Exactly. I think that that happens every year in the postseason. There's some random. Now Gabe Davis was wide receiver four for most of the year. Yeah, and then he just shows up with four four touchdowns in four one game times. in the postseason. So Taron Johnson was benched during the 2020 season. Comes up with the big pick six against Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Zone, so yeah, the pick six. I forgot about that last time. It's always you know there's always a game of performance that someone that you didn't really expect to fully count on and comes through for you so right now what would you think if you had to look at this game one of the keys to success or any keys to success like to beating these guys like i know we're 14 point favorites but it's not always you know could go either way i mean lost jacksonville last year yes exactly well i think keys to the success would be they have to be able to run the ball better more effectively because the steelers struggle against the run the patriots run all over them yeah, the Bengals had success against them. The Jets had some success against them. We also seem to struggle against a, a run in the first first half, at least, you know. And then we we button it up. But, but no T.J. Watt, as you noted, Cam Hayward was limited in practice. I think you know the run defense for Pittsburgh is definitely a, a weak point for them. Obviously, they have a lot of injuries in their secondary with Fitzpatrick not practicing today. Right. And that's huge. Other corners not practicing or being limited. So they're banged up in the secondary. So I, but you kind of already expect the bills to be effective passing the ball, especially of how Gabe Davis, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the bills injuries in a second, but you know, you expect the bills to be able to move the ball offensively, but talk getting the run game going would be very important uh, for this game. Yeah, no, we definitely, I think McDermott even noted that in a press conference today or something. Mm-hmm. He was mentioning how the run game's got to get figured out. Like, that's the, you know. Dimension. Yeah, he's, he's said that for years, but I think this, I, I think they know. Like, <laughs> we're missing something here. Yeah, no, I know last year it took a while for, like, Motor to get going. It was kind of the last few weeks of the year. Then we were screaming Motor in all, yeah. all game, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like, that was when he, he got successful. So I think having him be more impactful earlier in the year will not only be good overall for the Bills team, but got to remember Singletary's also looking for a contract. So he's going to want to get as many touches as he can to show that he's worthy of an extension. Absolutely. And I would say like, if you want to flip it to the other side of the, of the ball, I would just say make Kenny Pickett's head spin. This isn't a good <laughs> offense, but this isn't a good Steelers offensive line. You're going to be able to get pressure on him, I think, throughout the game. He's going to have, you know, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott do a good job of disguising their coverage, making the quarterback's head spin, especially for a rookie quarterback. Yeah. But the big thing for the Bills would be this is really the first wide receiver, you know, tight end unit that's really going to jump balls. Yeah. Pat Fryer moves a big tight end. Claypool, uh, George Pickens, those are big wide receivers. Even, you know, Deontay Johnson may not be – you know, big in terms of size, but he, I mean, he made some incredible patches. So 
this is, you know, for those young corners, I know Dane's still kind of a young corner, but Elam, like, it's going to be a testament to you're going to have to be very physical against these receivers and you're going to have to win some jump balls. No, absolutely. And, you know, pick it to pick ins. That's what everyone's been preaching the past week, you know. Um, definitely going to have to watch out. Uh, George Pickens, he's he's a good, decent receiver. You yeah, know? he kind of had a breakout last game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was because he's probably had more reps with um, Pickett. Pickett in practice compared to Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Um, Does Party still wish it was Trubisky just because, you know, he played for us last year? And I don't know cool. if it's entirely Trubisky's fault. Like, I don't think he's played great, but I don't think he's played terrible either. Well, rumor has it they wouldn't let him call an audible. I think just that team in general just is in need of a rebuild. I think that team is offensively terribly coached. I think I think Juju Smith-Schuster said something along the lines of, this is his first year in Kansas City, and he's learned more about offense in his first year in Kansas City than he has did in the entire Yeesh. five years. Who's their OC? <laughs> Matt That's Canada? Yeah. The so. TikTok dancing guy says that. I can't believe that. Do you think this could be Mike Tomlin's first losing season as the Steelers head coach? He has not had one losing season. Yeah, I think if you look at their schedule, they have a tough couple games out of them. Like they could be like one seven, one eight. So, and especially if TJ Watt for at least probably another couple of weeks, and the you know the defense is banged up, starting a rookie quarterback, I and mean, maybe they'll rally. Maybe they'll go nine and nine and eight, eight, eight and one. They got lucky last year, so <laughs> they even made the playoffs. They even have a they even have a winning record in the first place. So yeah, I mean. I, yeah, I, I, I was honestly that. hoping for them to beat Kansas City, too. I thought Big Ben was going to pull one last one out of nowhere, but it nope, didn't happen. So. Nah, Big Benny. But I guess looking a little bit, not long-term as you were talking about the Chiefs, but we talked a little bit about the Steelers injury report. Obviously, the Bills injury report is... Uh, still long. Is an yeah, essay. I just saw it on Instagram, and I was like, whoa, it's a list. It's a list still. It is quite a list. Obviously, some of that is a little like misleading because it's Wednesday, and yeah, like I remember seeing like Von Miller and vet I was rest. like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? But yeah, no, the vet rest. The vet, the vet rest is always one of those options. And then also Wednesdays, always kind of people kind of still recovering from Sunday. So like, and even with the Steelers injury report, you got to take a little bit for a grain of salt. But it, it was good. Obviously, Poyer didn't practice, but I don't think that's a big concern because that was about like sore ribs. Yeah. McKenzie's still in concussion protocol. So that's tough. I mean, Crowder and McKenzie, our two slot guys, are gone, so it's definitely Shakir's moment to shine. <laughs> yeah, and especially if Taven Austin calling it quits with the Bills. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably, probably right when he's going to get a shot. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the reason why he called it quits is because I don't think he was going to get a shot. I think he was upset that they weren't going to move him to the roster. I think it's going to be Isaiah Hodgins. Um, Honestly, play. I'm not I'm not too worried about that, though. I, we'll I like Hodgins does. being out there. You know? Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, no Kumaro still. That's a Still a significant depth loss. Gabe Davis, though, said people reporters were saying that was this is his best practice in a while since the injury. So that was a good. You got year. him in fantasy. Put him in. No, Have faith in Gabe. No Dawson Knox is a little concerning, but that's probably just because he's a little banged up. You know, you hope those are just kind of nicks. And then obviously, you know, Ed Oliver is still limited in practice, but again, people said he looked very good. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's nice to see uh, Big Jordan Phelps return to practice. Yes. I think I think, I think they're still going to probably... I mean, hamstring is a really weird Yeah, injury. you could re-injury, re-injury risk is high with a hamstring. So I just assume that... You could do it at just walking. Tweaking. Yeah, it's kind of just one that lingers. Yeah. I just assume that he won't play, but it's nice to see him on the practice field. And obviously, Tremaine didn't practice because of a hamstring, so that's something to monitor. Yeah. Another situation to monitor is this was the first day that Trey White was eligible and he did not practice. To come off the pub list for, to activate his 21 days until 
Like once you activate the 21 days, you have 21 days to become on the active roster to go on season-ending IR. So obviously they're not comfortable yet with him practicing, which is not concerning. But no, I, I, I again, I, I think we said this in the pre, like before the even season started. I think a really good bet is that he comes back after the bye against Green Bay. So oh yeah, they give him really that free week that. too. Yeah, and especially you know from that point forward, the schedule. I don't want to say lightens up a little bit, but no, we had, we had a rough, like a yeah. hard start. Like you yeah, the Super Bowl chance. We're kicking right into Kansas City and Green AFC. Bay. Yeah, this is just your second, what that second home game, and then you're gonna go out to go on Kansas City too. So yeah, seven weeks in, I mean, you get your bye, but for your first six on the road is a tough start. And then your next home game is against Aaron Rodgers. So you know, it's just like, but then again, the Packers are kind of Middling. very young minus him. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that game goes. But the Packers definitely haven't haven't had the best start. No, what the record would say. But yeah. I think it's an interesting injury report to keep your eye on. I think hopefully you see Tremaine come back to practice. Hopefully you see some progression from obviously like the two DTs, maybe some Kumro action. We'll see. I think yeah. I think this is kind of Well what was Kumaro's injury again? Sorry, I'm high, high, ankle, high ankle sprain. sprain. Same as Mac Jones. Yeah, so I, I his I, is a little more severe, but I mean, I think his is some more severe than Jake's, but I think Jake's probably shout out Bailey Zappi. Yeah, hear everyone talking about how it's Tom Brady 2.0, <laughs> the, the the high 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 round draft pick comes in rookie year to take over for the injured starter Bledsoe, and does well, goes to overtime with the Green Bay Packers, and Brady only threw 45 yards that game when he came in. They tried to run the ball more, but look at he threw 90, he's doubled it. So, I mean, it very well could be. I don't want to be rooting for the Patriots here, but I like a comeback story like that. I like Bailey an underdog. Zapp- yeah. Bailey Zappi. That's how you actually say his name. Yeah. Jim Nance was saying it. I was like, he's saying it wrong. But no, no, I was wrong. So. Interesting, interesting. So, coming on from that, let's think of a little bit of a new part of our uh, review, of preview of the game, I should say. Of Let's pick a player on the offensive side and a player on the defensive side that's going to be the MVP. Could be the opposing team. We don't have to... Pick straight bills here, but mm-hmm. I think uh, I think offensive is Josh Allen. That's obvious. Yeah, that's obvious answer. Dude's the I'm, offense. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say motor. Motor. I think motor's God. gonna have a good game. Motor in. I Mike kind of stole mine. I was I I thought I knew Joe was gonna go Josh. I was gonna go motor because <laughs> I brought up the running game. But I, I'll, Reggie Gillum. I, I'll switch it up. Honestly, no, no, wait, 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 come on. I'll switch it up. I'm gonna say the offensive line. Okay, that's fair. I yeah. think I think Pittsburgh banged up front. This is the week for the offensive line to open those holes, get the running game going, and protect offensive Josh. Offensive line good leans to Singletary good. So, yeah, but I mean yeah. Singletary. Could, I mean, listen, Singletary could have a good receiving game though, and then that's that's how he could be MVP though. Honestly, in, I just want to throw this point in there. Injury. So you're Josh. I'm Josh. I'm gonna say actually, you know what? I'm changing. No, no, no. That's... No, listen, listen. I'm going off the rails here. Okay, we have an injured receiver core, right? Pretty injured. Oh man. I think ten bucks Isaiah Hodgins. Nope, nope, nope. I think the receiving back comes out in James Cook, and we use him a lot well, for some for yeah. some screen passes. It's I think he's going to have a great game. That's a bold take. I respect it. I I'm I I was going to take the easy way out with Josh, but I realized I think that's where I think James Cook might actually have a decent game. I respect it. All right, let's let's go to the defense side of the ball. Um, yeah. I I mean I'll I'll start here. I think it's going to be uh. Kyrie again. Yeah. Dude's been locked down. That was it's an easy pick. He'll probably guard Deontay Johnson. Maybe, maybe. Claypool. 
whoever, yeah. You know what? Maybe I think Terry Johnson is a pick six. I think he gets DMVP for that. Oh, another pick six for Terry Johnson against yep. the Steelers? Yep. Oh. It's in his character at this point. He's got to do it. I'm going to go Groot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good I one, think, too. I don't like... I think Von Miller's paid dividends for that man. Yeah. I mean, Groot oh, had, yeah. Groot's had four sacks, made a couple splash plays, but I think this is like the day... The game where he, you know, he gets a strip sack or some kind of force fumble. Yeah, no, he's. Due. Oh, I was thinking of force fumble. A little bit off topic. <laughs> Have you seen the video of Owe as Singletary is going to the ground, nearly forced to fumble at the end of the game? Did he really? Yes. If you actually no, <laughs> there's a video. I urge all the viewers to look at look it up. There is a video from Calais Campbell. So if you want to look up his Twitter, of how when Singletary is going down the three yard line. You know how like everyone's like all mad away for trying to like tackle him. Ever? Yeah. Owe actually hits the ball, and the ball he's carrying it with two hands, and actually the ball goes slides down into his hip. Oh wow! So it was almost a clutch play. I mean, granted, probably still shouldn't have done it, but it was almost clutch. Yeah, yeah. Speaking Good lord! Wow! I didn't, I didn't know that. No, I had no idea. Either. Look at that! This is why. You, this is why. You, this is why you come on the Buffalonian podcast. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I had no idea. Look at you with that stat coming in. You know me, man. So let's let's do some score predictions. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the Bills are 14-point favorites. Some books, I think, have 14 and a half, but we'll just go that they're 14. And I believe the over-under is 47. So obviously what they're expecting is the Steelers to basically get under 10 points and lose by 14. I mean, that's pretty much no, it. Yeah, uh, you're low, right, you're right. When you get a low over-under like that, a big spread, that's pretty much what it means. So, uh, mm-hmm. Joe, you want to start us off, or do you want... I think it's uh, Bills 56-7. to 56-7. Yep. Dude, Honestly, you want, you want... I think Taron Johnson is three want, pick hey, six. Hey, you want to know something? His prediction for the Titans game... Was actually forty-five. I said forty-five to seven, and it was forty-one to seven. Listen, the spread was fourteen. You just double. You tr- n- more than tripled what the Absolutely. spread is. I I think it's going to be. <laughs> I'll, I'll say twenty-eight seventeen Bills. Ooh, I'm going to go twenty-seven ten Bills. So I'm sticking with it. So we got two covers for the Bills. Mike thinks the Steelers are going. to... I'm sorry. Mike thinks the Steelers are going to cover, and we think the Bills are going to cover. Yeah, mm-hmm. but more well, than cover. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fifty-six hey, listen, to seven. I'm, I'm riding hot after the forty-five to seven. I was four points up, two safeties, and they would have gotten it. Or if they would have instead of kicked the field goal, went for a touchdown. But you take the two safeties. No, two safeties would have been the exact score, though. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah no. but they would have instead of kicking that one. Oh, never mind. All right, it's, all right. Not, it's not beside the point. It's beside. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our opening segment of betting on the Bills. We'll be right back with our picks and more right after this. This edition of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Cas Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs, featuring shows such as Sports Bring People Together. Listen to entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports, could be players, agents, and so on. And who knows where the conversation will take you, but sports got us together in the first place. Find this show wherever you listen to podcasts or simply visit sportseplus.com. And now let's get back to the show. We are back with the Buffalonian Podcasts, betting on the Bills week five. And we're gonna head into some picks. We're gonna we're gonna, you know, it, it's been a little bit since we've been here, so you know, with 
what we've mentioned before, appendicitis, schedule conflict. So we got to delve in here and give you our totals for the season and on the podcast so far. Um, so the results from last week, just last week's games in general, Dom, respectable 14 and two. Then Probably my, the best week I'm going to post all year. Oh, exactly. Yeah, no, no way. Like the Browns and the Steelers, man, the two AFC North teams. And you picked the seal or the Browns. Yep. And they lost by combined seven points, mm. seven points points away from an undefeated week that's nuts that imagine if you hit 16 and 0 i don't think you could even give a pick again after that i think i would have to retire from doing those podcasts yeah no for sure and then i come in at 13 and 3 and mike 8 and 8 500 500 he's still call, 500 call me jeff fisher mr 500 mr 500 i mean all in all not bad you know our average i mean roughly what 11 11 12 would be the average 10 maybe 10 or week four and hmm? you and i have 40 wins you and i are 40 and 23 no i'm talking i'm talking like for last week like the average between us would probably be like 10 or 11 wins the average was 11 and two-thirds yeah 11 and two-thirds wow look at that math guy right on the dime like 11 and two-thirds he knew so and then as dom said totals for this season so far dom is 40 and 23 and one we don't have to count the one. I mean, the one's just to count. I mean, it's that, that it's just, it's a tie. bogus Houston game to start the season. Uh, I'm 40 and 23 as well. Dom and I are tied. And Mike is 31 and 32. Almost Mr. 500. Not quite. We'll get over the hump. We'll get over the hump. We it, Listen, it's week five. Week five. We've only had f- four sets of games. Not bad. I think we're... All in all, I think we could be... You know, if, if you had any questions on picking games, I think we're the guys to ask. I mean, I've seen people doing way worse. People people sitting way low in the wins. But, I mean, how are you feeling after 40-23? After well, I mean, if you look at it, I'm 17 games above 500. This last week I was 12, so I was sitting, I was sitting all right. I was yeah. sitting like five games above 500 before. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same boat, buddy. Get the same no, record. No, look at that. Pretty, pretty solid start. Not going to complain. Mike obviously has some ground to make up, but... It's fine. You I know, do my best work from l- behind. Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, there's gonna be one week coming up where I go like six and ten, or Joe not, he goes five and eleven, and Mike yeah. goes just goes like sixteen and 0. 10 and six, and then all of a sudden he makes up four games. So. I think Michael have a sixteen and zero at one point. You know, I'm gonna make the prediction right now. Mike is gonna finish in the top two. He's gonna get out of the basement. Well, out of three, yep. out of three. Yep. So yep. Which one of you two is dropping? I think oh, Dom we, drops. We, we all know who that answer is. Dom drops. Mm-hmm. Sure. You're done. You just said it. You're not gonna have another season. You're like, not gonna have another week like this. My prime. Yeah, you're past your prime. I'm cooking right now. I'm cooking. All right. So obviously, looking at last week's results, we're all pretty good. Season so far, pretty good. Looking at our preseason predictions, I think most of us are pretty pleased with how we're looking. Uh with that, obviously, my Mahomes pick for MVP looks pretty nice right about now. I think our my, Allen pick for MVP looks pretty Herbert good. My Herbert pick is a little questionable. A little questionable. But he still not is. Yet. He's not He's not out. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. had a pretty bad injury, and he's still playing pretty well. So, still I mean, top it's not five. out of the question. I will yeah. say not loving my division picks. You know, obviously the Bills, good pick. Chiefs mm-hmm. were a good pick. Chiefs were, nice one. Chiefs were a great Mike's pick. dropping phones over here. Great pick. Colts, terrible pick. That, that, that was brutal. That's not going to work out for me. I'm just going to say that's true. I remember I said. Actually, actually, there's only four games in. No, still no, possible. no, no. You, still I remember possible. I said I was not picking the Colts, and both of you just chastised me for it. Listen, the Jags are going to win that division. Okay. 
Um, That's the, not the a North, long shot, but the Ravens not a bad pick so far. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're technically tied for the first. Yeah, the yeah. NFC is where it gets a uh, little suspect. USFL, except for like four well, teams. I mean, the Rams are kind of been meh, but everyone that Forty Niners stomped them the other night. Listen, stomped them. Listen, listen. I believe in I believe in Sean McVay. The me picking the Cowboys over the Eagles not looking mm, great. Yeah, see, you I remember. I remember. Yeah. I was high on the Eagles. I pick in the Packers is not looking too bad. I know they, I know they lost the Vikings, but I feel pretty confident in their ability. And then honestly, the Bucks. I'm, 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 you know, speaking speaking out my division picks, I feel a lot better about myself. Other than the AFC South, that, yeah. that's a train wreck. No, yeah, I mean, honestly, did you see what Brady did on his Twitter? Yeah, he removed family and football and just put football. Dude's turned on for the rest of the season. He's gonna cook. I'm telling you. There's no. He's at, he he didn't practice today for injuries. No, it's because he's getting his divorce lawyers. He's lawyering up. Maybe. Poor Th- guy. That's that is. I mean, I don't wish that on anyone. Even the guy that stomped on the Bills for twenty years. You know. I mean, I, trust me. Like, there's no foul play here. But the dude's gearing up. He's gonna have a revenge thing going on. He's he's mad. No, absolutely. Know? It's just Tom Brady fashion. I'm trying to think what other oh offensively I picked Justin Jefferson. That was looking real good after week one. Came back to week four in London, though. Absolutely cooked more Sean Lattimore. Oh, yeah. No, that game was really exciting to watch. London got a good one this year. Cook, cooked him. Absolutely cooked him. Defensively, player, Miles Garrett. Yeah, that, that's also a pick that's not going to work out after no. he crashed his car. Mm, yeah, I remember seeing that on Twitter. I was like, oh, there goes Dom's pick for defensive player of the year. Alave's not been too bad. Hodgson has been kind of all right. He had did, the three Didn't you game. and I pick Von Miller, if I remember correctly? I did not. I think I picked Aaron Donald. Who did I pick? I forget. You I don't... probably picked on. You think I picked Vaughn? Probably. We'll have to look back. And you were a homer. I had some of your picks. Yeah, so I was a homer. I think. I think. Yeah. No, I actually picked Kyrie Elam. I think. In defensive rookie no, of the I'm year. Kidding. Defensive rookie of the year, maybe. <laughs> no, we picked. I think all of us. Picked I picked Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Oh yeah, I did pick. And Hutchinson. he's been all right. He had the three sack game. Well, than he was really the there. only standout to pick for that anyway. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you could you argue like Trayvon Walker. He had the Kyle pick, Hamilton. Did he even pick six? No, he didn't have a pick six, but he had a pick in the second game. He's been all right, too. It's you guys. Is it, listen, we were a quarter of the way in, but the picks have looked pretty solid. The game picks look solid. The division picks looked actually better than I remember them being, and the award picks are kind of a crapshoot. But we're a quarter of the way in. Oh, and you know well, what? Well, t- oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're technically a quarter of the way in. Thank you, 17-game se- schedule. Yeah, 17 throws the whole equilibrium off here, but... You know what they say, any given Sunday. So anything can happen. You know, like you said, the Jags beat us last year 9-6, to six, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. But who saw that coming? Jags fans. Jags fans, yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. But, um, I mean, all in all, I think we're, we're pretty solid. Do you want to you wanna move into the picks for this week? Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Let's so, do it. Obviously, we picked the, you know, the five most intriguing games intriguing for us. Games, including obviously. Thursday night. Yeah. Right? This time we include Thursday night. I don't think we've been doing that recently. We but, did when it was the Bills. Well, bias. <laughs> I think that was because you know the thing. I think named, that was, this episode's named betting on the Bills every week. Like most so. of the time, most of the reason they turn here is for Bills to talk, and then they you know they stick around for this part. So we appreciate you guys still listening. Yeah. Um. So the five games that we picked were the Bengals Ravens because that was Sunday football. That's a good game. Dolphins Jets because it's a good divisional game. Uh, Colts Broncos because it's a two AFC game, uh, AFC primetime game that's kind of interesting. Giants Packers because it's London game and also with the Dable effect. And then Cowboys Rams kind of the wild card game, but Rams a team that the Bills played. Dallas kind of an interesting team with the whole Cooper Rush syndrome. Yeah, so. Cooper Rush man four and zero, 
first Dallas QB in history to do that. So, uh, Mike, you know, I'll let you pick, Mike. Which of the five games would you like to start with? Uh, well, I guess start right at the top. Bengals-Ravens, first one listed. So Ravens are three-point favorites at home. I believe Bengals are going to win. So do I. Oh. Do you think they're going to cut? Well, yeah, I, I think, think Baltimore's going to blow another lead. Not 17 points, but I think they're going to blow another hmm. lead. I, I agree with you on that. I think Joe Burrow's due, and they're they're finally... I think they're getting over that Super Bowl hangover, Super Bowl loss hangover, and I think they're starting to make a move for a few I think things. it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be like a one-score final drive yeah. win situation. Yeah. Um, give me the Ravens and the points, man. Give me the Ravens and the points. Oh, boy. Right. At, at home, I think the three-point spread shows you that Vegas thinks these teams are equal because usually you get three points for having home field advantage. And listen, I picked the Ravens to win the division, and they, I I pretty much picked them to win this kind of game against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have not impressed me throughout this entire season. Uh, they what's their best performance against the Jets? Did they even really look that good against Miami? Miami almost yeah. Miami could have won that game with Teddy Bridgewater playing. Yeah, you got a point. The second half, and then obviously they I mean they lost to Cooper Rush in Dallas. That might not look as bad, but the offensive line is still an issue, and and I expect the Ravens to. Be, you know, the, the, the Ravens are a team that causes a lot of turnovers. So if they could get pressure on Burrow, they're very, you know, strip sacks, picks. Obviously, I know Burrow kind of owned them last year. I think the Ravens want some revenge. I think they're motivated. Lamar on a big stage trying to earn that contract, as Mike's talked about, Devin Singletary trying to get earn a contract. So. Jermaine Edmonds trying to get that contract. Jordan so, Poyer trying to get that contract. Yeah, we got a lot of people getting contracts. Wanting them contracts. Joe Burrow, you know, trying to get a contract later in his career. So, you know, you got to win those kind of games against your, your peers. And I think Lamar, he's motivated after what happened last week. And they're going to, I think they're going to win by 10. I think like 30 20, that kind of score. Uh, I mean, I can see it. I'm just going to stick with the Bengals because I think that Super Bowl hangover is kicking away. But. But that being I think said, it's still, I think it's still there a little. You know, Zach Zach Taylor, I, don't, I, think, he, I think he's trash. I think, oh, I, I I don't listen. Man. I see. I As see. a Bills fan, I gotta admit, man, the one that with them making the Super Bowl and them, you know, hopefully committing to Zach Taylor, I gotta be very happy with that. I think Sean, I think Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor is a big mismatch going forward so very happy to see that all right all as, right as, as a bills fan so joe you know out of the four games left uh, you know I'll, I'll let you select next all right I'm, I'm gonna pick the uh the dolphins at the new york jets oh we're still going for the top okay yeah yeah i i here's my thing i think the jets are gonna wipe the floor with teddy bridgewater and the dolphins i i look at this game and i look at how the, the jets played last week you know zach wilson's back in the game I picked them thinking it was still in Flacco I trust, but I guess not. And you've got the teams clicking, you know, Robert Sala, you know. I'd love to see them knock the Dolphins. We'll beat the Jets twice, I can tell you that right now. And I'd love to see them lose to the Dolphins so then we can take the East back because divisional opponent. Yeah. I'm I- taking the Jets. That's only the Dolphins, it's, it's in Miami, correct? It's in New York. New York Miami is a three-point road favorite. Mm-hmm. Which I'm means, still taking the Jets. Which means Vegas thinks they're about a touchdown better than yeah, the Jets. No, take away the home team three-point favorite and move it that way, yeah. No, I'm still taking the Jets. I think Zach Wilson will do it for him. Taking the Jets? Okay, so two underdogs. I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets, too. I don't trust Teddy B. I'm an underdog guy. I, I, I told you that last, last time we did this. I'm picking the Finns. There's, so the Jets won 24-20 against the Steelers. There is some projecting, like the actual score should have been something like 
thirty to seventeen Steelers. So that means the Steelers like completely butchered the game. I don't think Miami's gonna butcher this game. Miami's on a very long week and they're gonna get Armstead healthy, Howard healthy. They're gonna Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable quarterback. They're not gonna ask him to too mid. too much. Listen, mid mid mid. Okay, we're gonna say Zach Wilson's not mid right now. No, Zach Wilson's also mid. That's what I'm saying. So it's not like they have a big quarterback advantage because Tua's out. So. Uh, which is kind of bizarre that two has already been ruled out if he's in concussion protocol, but let that be, let that whole mess settle itself out. But yeah. I'm again, I'm I'm taking the road favorite. I think and listen, would I want as a Bills fan, my outcome, my best, the best outcome of this game is the Jets win because I think the the Dolphins are better than the Jets. But we, you know, I can't be biased here. I gotta try and get the best picks, you know, for the listeners. Oh man, and here we go for the viewers. The moral compass of the well, sports gambler the, here. The ethics behind it. So oh my gosh, give me the Dolphins and the points, man. I think they're gonna steamroll. I don't think this game's gonna. I think. Also, I think Zach Wilson's moving in on but, Giselle. He's gonna pull an absolute but, alpha move. I, I think he's but, got the game for sure. I don't think I've. You know, we were talking about Teddy Bridgewater. No one's talking about this. This is a very good Miami defense. Yeah, and you know they blitz the crap out of you. So. And Zach Wilson was terrible under pressure last year. Was not good under pressure last last week against the Steelers. So he's a Chad now, though. It don't matter, man. It don't matter. <laughs> he's calm and cool, collected. My, Chad under Powers, Chad whatever. He's gonna Chad throw Powers. Four picks. That was the best piece of sports media I've seen in a long time. Chad Powers. I was homeschooled. Actually, the second best. The best sports media is this podcast. Oh, look at you! Give me five on that one too. The zingers. I'm on it today, today, man. Yeah, he's on we're top of the, it. We're turning the betting on the Bills pod. I'm on. Oh my gosh! So you know, all right, you pick. You pick the next one we roll into. I'll be different. I'll, you know, I'm going to pick the London game. Okay. I'm not going to go from the top. Uh, so Giants Packers. Packers are eight and a half point favorites. Who's the Giants quarterback? Uh, Dane that, Dimes. That is a great question. Possibly Davis Webb. I don't. They, they, were, they need to find someone who has a passport. I, to, I actually had to look that up. It's Be- possibly Davis Webb. Because really? I he's know, on their practice squad. I know for a fact that they were having to... Um, they tried some people out, didn't they? Yeah, they had. They tried out... Um, who's his name? Jake Fromm. Oh, Yahoo Sports oh, said gosh. that Daniel Jones practice says ankle feels good. Oh, so Daniel Jones will start. This is my, this is my thoughts. Okay. I think the Packers are going to win the game. But I think the Giants are going to cover. I think this is going to be kind of, you know, we could see maybe a backdoor cover situation. Eight and a half. Eight and a half is just too many points. Mm-hmm. It is too many points for a team that just went to overtime at home against Bailey Zappi. Yeah. And for a team that has consistently struggled against physical teams. And the Giants are a physical team. With Saquon, mean, Saquon. yeah. They're going to run guys. the ball. As long as Daniel Jones doesn't absolutely vomit himself, the Giants' defense is pretty solid as well. So... As yeah. long as Daniel Jones doesn't, as just long tank. as Daniel Jones doesn't like <laughs> absolutely like crap himself in London, I feel pretty confident that the Giants will either backdoor cover or keep the game close enough. But I, I mean, I, I still I, I picked the Packers in a money line situation, yeah, in a game pick situation. But if we're we're picking spreads here too, and I would I would easily take the Giants spread. That's, it, that's a fair take. Yeah, like, I, I I I agree with you. I think the Packers win. I could see it being a close game, but I I do think that uh, Aaron Rodgers might have found his uh, new favorite wide receiver. His groove. Romeo Dobbs. Well, the guy that dropped the touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fantastic performance. I just look at it this way. I really don't think the Packers should be really, if we're really considering, Packers probably shouldn't be like eight and a half point favorites on a neutral field against anyone right now because of how they're playing. Absolutely not. So I just think they barely edged out the Buccaneers. No, they're just overrated because of uh, A Rod. They're overrated. Yeah. They're three and one. Like, 
listen, they have a solid defense, but that defense every it's kind of like a little bit busy that that every year they seem to have like that stretch where they just can't stop the run. Yeah, and the and the and the Patriots ran the ball down their throats a little bit. Yeah, that's how they. I mean, that's how they stayed in the game. So they also got a defensive touchdown. So you know, uh, a frisky Giants defense. Saquon Barkley, give me the Giants points, but again, Packers. What about you, Joe? You 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 same boat? Or are you gonna pick the Giants outright? Now hear me out here. Oh man, just hear me out. I'm taking the Giants outright. Outright, taking the Giants, and here's why. Brian Dable, the Bills' ex-offensive coordinator, he parties with the guys in the locker room. Is that your analysis? Let's just listen. Just I'm I'm thinking here as I'm speaking. Thinking before I speak so I don't go off on a tangent. And I think Danny Dimes is going to do it in London. He's going to go put on a show. He's going to have that open field break like he did when he tripped over himself, except he's not going to trip over himself. He'll be the guy to do it this time. And Saquon, he just speaks for himself. I think... Danny Dimes spits in Aaron Rodgers' face in this game. I, I'm taking Danny Dimes in the Giants. Okay. Another underdog I'm, I'm the underdog guy. I'm telling you. Um, I've, I've, I've picked three favorites, but I've picked an underdog to cover. So it's an interesting start. Two more games left. Uh, the, the, you have a 50-50 chance, Mike. Which, which, pick, which game do you want to talk about? Uh, we'll do the Battle of the Horses. Colts and Broncos. <laughs> No, Peyton Manning's both of Peyton Manning's yeah, ex teams. It's, it's kind of bad that I had to hesitate to under, like understand. The Battle that, of the but. Horses, Colts and Broncos. Um, you know, I I don't like how uh, Nate Hackett had to hire a coach to make decisions for him. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like uh, the Colts. One without JT, and two just in general they've had a brutal season. So I think it's going to be a very um, low scoring game. I think it's going to be very sloppy. But I'm I'm gonna pick the Broncos. You're taking the points. There are three and a half point favorites. Mm, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one thing to say and one thing only here. Broncos country. Let's ride, not let's hide. Let's ride. We're gonna ride right in. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna win. Broncos country is gonna take take it on Thursday night football. Wow, so, that's all I have to say. And this is going to be our first unanimous pick because I'm also picking the Broncos. Obviously, Mike alluded to it. No JT, uh, no Shaq Leonard. He got a concussion and he broke his nose against the Titans last week. Mm-hmm. And that's the key to their defense. I think the Broncos actually played their best offensive game of the year last year, last week. Excuse me. And you know they got they just they lost because Melvin Gordon fumbled and they got returned to a touchdown. And they they don't have Javante either. No, to Javante, but I still trust Melvin Gordon. And they still have a solid run game. So I think also they're at home. I think that's in van. The altitude, you don't know you know, how that does. They got, that's kind of a little bit of a home field advantage more than us, more than the rest. Yeah, I think the oxygen tank's ready. Listen, Russ played his best game of the year. I think I think this is a game for Russ. Prime He's going to fuel up on some danger witches before the game. I think Cortland Sutton will have a, a nice 100-yard game. Jerry Judy in the slot. Mm-hmm. Against Kenny Moore is going to be really the X factor matchup, um, but I I, just, I had the Broncos taking in the points because I I just trust the Broncos to move the ball right now more than the Colts, especially if I was JT. Yeah, especially if Pittman's still kind of a little bit banged up. And who Matt is Ryan. the Colts back now? Nine Mines. Okay, it's more he's more receiving back, so I think it's, yeah. 
I think it's an interesting game, but and obviously a you know an interesting AFC matchup for obviously the Bills don't play either of these two teams, but uh, you know obviously well I picked one of them to win a division and uh, I'm picking them now to go to one four. So wow, yay to me! But look at that. All right, I'm gonna take us into the last game here. It's not like you have much of a choice. No, but we're going with the the Dallas Cowboys and the LA Rams. The Rams off of an absolutely brutal. Brutal beatdown by the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo are four and a half point favorites. Are they the home team, Dom? Yes, it's in LA. It is in LA. And honestly, I'm going with the Cowboys on this one, guys. I Jerry Jones, or not Jerry Jones, who am I thinking of? Who's the owner of the team? Owner of the Dallas Cowboys is Jerry Jones. Oh, I got it right. All right. Yeah. No, sorry. I was thinking of the coach that uh, beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. Jimmy Johnson. Um, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Two, still double, two J, double J's. That's from why Arkansas. Went yeah. to some college. Yep. Look at that. But Jerry Jones likes the gingers. He tried out Andy Dalton, didn't work out. Went with Cooper Rush, and there he is. Look at four four and zero in his first four starts as a Dallas Cowboy. How can you deny? He's going yeah. five and zero. Now, no, I'm riding the Cooper Rush high too. I think they're going to win. Uh, I think Matt Stafford needs to learn how to throw to someone other than Cooper Cup. So that, they have Cooper Cup in fantasy though. The fantasy coaches don't want that. Yeah, but I mean, like you got to spread the ball, spread the wealth there, buddy. Like you can't just force feed one guy. So I think he's a little banged up too. I think the Rams in general just kind of, you know, they they have I think a lull going on right now, and I think just the hype around Cooper Rush is not legit, but I think it's just he's just rolling right now. Give him credit. I think this is a, a a testament to understand the NFL, that <laughs> nothing is as good as it seems and nothing is as bad as it seems. My point being, Dallas is 3-0 in their last three games. Cooper Rush, everyone's talking about him. The Rams <laughs> just got absolutely waxed on Monday Night Football. This is going to be a life lesson in the NFL, that nothing is as good as it seems and nothing is as bad as it seems. The Rams will rebound. Now, I will say I think it's going to be a close game, so I would take the Cowboys' points. Uh, four and a half, I think, is a little bit too much for the Rams. I think it should be four, three and a half. I just think you know, too mu- four and a half is just too many things beat you. 28-24 beats you. A three-point game beats you. So I think that's a little bit too high of a spread. If it was more three and a half, maybe even f- I wouldn't even take it if I was – if it was three and a half, I think I would take the Rams and the points. But uh, my betting advice would be to take the Cowboys. But – the, th- the thing for me is I don't think Dallas has really been tested recently. You know, congratulations to beat Washington. I don't think Washington, I don't think anyone's going to consider them to be a juggernaut. No. And I don't think Dallas is as physically dominant in the run game as they have been in years past. And I don't think they're going to be able to do what the Niners did to them, which is pound the football um, against them. And, you know, the Cowboys, they beat the Giants. Like, I don't think the Giants are really all that good either. And the, and the the Bengals, you know, didn't play very well in my opinion. They should have won that game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all in all, it's an interesting. I think they. Matchup, I think though. it's an interesting matchup, but I think the Cowboys are a little bit fluky. I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're a team that's going to go on the road and beat L.A. And I, I listen. I believe in Sean McVay, and I believe in Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's going to make some plays in this game. If, if you know, if we were reviewing Aaron this, Donald should have retired if on top. We were recapping this game, and someone asked me who's going to be the, the the defensive player of the game. Aaron Donald. Dude, dude's gonna have three sacks. You think? Three sacks. He's gonna make some big time plays. You know, like, like, what do you think about Aaron Donald? Uh, he was my defensive player of the year, so, so I, I think, I think he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I would take. I'm taking the Rams. Another 
Yeah. I think it was, was it the big run by Jeff Wilson? Aaron Donald was not on the field. I think, no, yeah, the right so, into the end zone without Aaron Donald. Yeah. I took all five favorites in game picks. Did you see that the, the fan that Bobby Wagner hit is pressing charges against him? Well, he went head to helmet or helmet to head. He it's hysterical. Him. But then again, the guy ran on the field. He was asking for the it. The thing is, though, is I don't think he has much to. You're not going to ask for a law advice, and this could be wrong, but he was technically violating the law by trespassing on the field. Exactly. So. I don't feel bad for this guy at all. So. I don't feel bad for this guy at all. No, neither do I. Idiot. Sit him down, Bobby Wagner. I applaud that. What what what's that. the what's the bigger what's the bigger bro moment that guy running on the field, or the fan in Texas jumping out of his stands to try to, to get Aaron Judge's ball? Oh yeah, that, I also wanted to make a point about that. that guy. You know, like, congrats, who's the bigger bro? Congrats to Aaron Judge for having the seventh most home runs in a single season and breaking the AL record. You know, and Garrett Cole the next inning breaking a Yankee record for pitches. You know, it's Aaron just, Judge broke a Yankee record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying those those and the those, AL record those NL records have some asterisks around them. Yeah, quote unquote. But what did you call them? Records. You called them records. Still asterisks. Listen, there's a reason Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame. There's a reason why he's <laughs> in the Hall of Fame, right? But it's still the record. The rec, the record is 73. It is not 62. Well, those people were juicing. So okay, yeah. Roger Maris was not. Not Roger Maris. I'm not saying Roger Maris. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not saying that. No. That's my point. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's going to conclude. Con- congratulations for a little bit of some baseball talk. Oh of, my God. Uh, yeah, you got a little bit of baseball at the end here, and just you know, an achievement like that. You gotta, you gotta. Even though Dom's a Red Sox fan, is a hater. You know, he's. We gotta acknowledge it a little bit. So that's gonna do it for our week five of betting on the Bills, and. You know, we'll see how it goes, and hopefully our picks land. And, Dom, I always end these. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.